Hey everyone, just before we get to this episode, I want to thank you so much for all of the early support here on CauseCast. This is really just a passion project that I launched because I really wanted to highlight those folks who are using podcasts in a positive way, but I've been seeing some great feedback, some great ratings and reviews from everyone, and so I am inspired to keep this project going and to find more amazing cause casters. So if you are someone who has a podcast for a cause or you know someone that's using this medium for a great cause, please, please, please have them go to causecast.org, fill out the form, reach out, and I'll schedule them on the show. In the meantime, I want to thank those folks who have taken just a few minutes to give the show a positive rating and to write a review, especially going out to Angela Obera. I hope I am not butchering your name when I say that. Thank you for the positive feedback. Meredith Messenger, Chad Grills, Teacher Tiffany, Thank you so much, everybody, for taking a few minutes. Anybody else listening, if you like what we're trying to do here on the show, if you want more CauseCasters to be highlighted, please go to CauseCast.org, pop on over to iTunes or Google or any of the platforms, throw a positive rating and review, subscribe, tell your friends about it. And if you can, if you have the resources, love it if you would also throw a couple of dollars at the GoFundMe pages for any of the host cause that you believe in. None of that money goes to me. I have no interest in profiting off this venture. I really just want to highlight great podcasters that are using this medium to make the world a better place and and help them and their causes be able to do more. So anything we can do to support them, I would really appreciate it. Thank you so much and enjoy today's episode of CauseCasts. Hi, and welcome to CauseCast. I'm your host, Matthew Passy. Here at CauseCast, we have one simple mission, to highlight the amazing folks who are using podcasts as a way to raise awareness for good causes. Whether that's a nonprofit they work with, a charity they support, a social justice campaign they're championing for, a medical condition they're battling, or someone who's just looking to make a positive impact on their local community, state, country, or the world. These are podcasters with a positive mission. Along with raising awareness for our guests' favorite causes, we're also going to see if we can raise some money to support their efforts. So make sure you check out the show notes for each episode at causecasts.org to learn more about what they're doing and how to help them achieve their goals. This week on CauseCast, we have an extremely, extremely valuable guest that I'm really excited to talk about. This is one of those podcasts that when I was thinking about putting CauseCast together, it was just the exact kind of show that I wanted to highlight and wanted to focus on. And so I'm very excited to have Jennifer Fink on CauseCast. She is the host of Fading Memories podcast, and you can learn more at fadingmemoriespodcast.com. Jen, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Oh, thank you for having me. This is fun. So Fading Memories is all about those who are handling Alzheimer's, whether that be somebody who might be getting an early diagnosis themselves, or more importantly, those who are a caregiver for somebody else with Alzheimer's and you know, sort of creating a support community for everybody in this situation. So tell me a little bit, how did you get involved? Like, What was the impetus to want to start this particular podcast? Oh, well, thank you for asking. My mother is 75 and a half, and she is in the later stages of Alzheimer's. And until my father passed away last year, about 18 months ago, he was her primary caregiver. There were a lot of things that I suggested for him to help with her, like the adult social programs that he just, 
He flat out refused. And I never understood why. And I still don't understand why. And after he passed, we moved her into a memory community, which has been wonderful for her. But I was looking for ways to connect with her. She asks the same question every two minutes. You know, what have you been up to today? So what have you been up to? And after about 20 minutes, you just want to like run screaming into the parking lot and drive away and never go back because it's just heartbreaking. So I started doing deep internet research dives and it occurred to me that a caregiver, a family caregiver who had their family member in their home would not have the time or likely the patience to do these deep internet dives. And then one day driving to the gym, I realized, hey, I like listening to podcasts. I listen to them for education and for entertainment. Let me find one on Alzheimer's to help me better connect with my mom before she gets to the point where I can't connect with her. And the options for that were very meager. Most of them are technical on the the research side. There's some that people like me do that are cathartic, which is impossible to listen to if you're going through that scenario, because you know at some point you're going to be in their position. So I, I really don't need to listen to somebody else's pain. This This journey is difficult enough. And there is one popular Alzheimer's podcast, but it's it didn't give me what I needed. And it was very difficult to listen to because the audio quality is not great. And a few of them I've listened to are a little preachy. So I thought, what the heck? You know, I listened to podcasts. I'd listened to one on that it wasn't difficult to start one. So I thought, I'm going to start one for people like me. People who are looking for information, don't have a lot of time. And I focus on trying to provide episodes for people in the earlier stages so they can avoid maybe some of the pitfalls that our family has gone through. That's my beginning. I started May 1st, what's when I launched, and it's going quite well. So that's incredible. So you've never really done any media production prior to this. You just saw this void and thought, well, somebody's got to fill it. Might as well be me. Exactly. I am an entrepreneur, my own business. I'm a professional portrait photographer. It's how I make money. So I do have the creative side, which is why I'm really fussy about my audio quality. And I record in my home office, which is definitely not as good as it could be. And I've figured out how to make it better. But, you know, exciting thing is it didn't take, I think it was a little bit more than a month, about five weeks, when I got a message from somebody that says, oh my gosh, this podcast is fantastic. You know, I'm dealing with my dad who's got, you know, memory loss and my stepmom over here has got these other issues. And it was like the best feeling. And I've gotten a few of those already. And it's like, I've learned so much and I've helped some people. So in what, six months, five months, I think I've done, I've done pretty good so far. You know, if one person had reached out, that would have been enough. The fact that you've gotten one and then several others. I mean, you were, you were a beacon for so many people. I'd say you were wildly successful in what you were trying to do. And I love the fact that you set out most good projects, most good podcasts even are born out of not exactly selfish, but are born out of somewhat selfish needs. Like 
you were looking for a way to get some answers for yourself and a way to share some of your experiences and a way to connect with other people. And, and by doing that for yourself and by sharing it this way, you're able to help so many other people, which I imagine has just got to be extremely rewarding. It is. And you know, when you've learned, like just cleaning out my parents' house, I look back and I think, man, if I had only known X, then I would have done things differently. And you know, when you're, it was two weeks after my father passed away, my sister and I, who are not super close, we react to things almost in opposite ways. So I had to respect what she was going through and handle things the way I thought needed to be handled. And it was just chaos and confusion, which I don't relish at all. I'm a very organized, methodical person, which is kind of unusual for somebody who's creative. <laughs> but it's like, just the things that I know now, I'm like, you know, I'm not going to have to do this again. Mom lives in a care community. I'm not going to have to have an estate sale there. And so all of this knowledge is like kind of a one-off thing. And I'm like, well, I need to share that. And so I hope to help other people worldwide avoid some of the pitfalls that our family has gone through with this journey with my mom. That's amazing. I'm curious when you got started and you started to reach out to outside experts or to other people in the community, was there any fear or trepidation as far as, you know, whether you were going to get responses or how did you approach that? How did you handle that? I had started going to an Alzheimer's caregiver support group. I started last November and I've met people and my husband and I are both Rotarians. So we know a lot of people and I just sucked it up and said, you know what? If somebody tells me no, the heck with them. <laughs> I talked to a trainer in my hometown about the benefits of exercise on preventing, you know, cognitive impairment. And then I reached out on LinkedIn for a nutritionist and just worked every last contact I could possibly think of. I've done a lot of stuff, met people through social media. And I was surprised, you know, there was times when I just had to, thankfully, it was either email or phone call, and they couldn't see my knees knocking together, because <laughs> nobody likes to be rejected. And when you're trying to do a good thing, and somebody telling you no is also not terribly fun. But I really haven't gotten too many no's. Well, I imagine because you're doing something that is so positive, because you're doing something that's so helpful to the community, that it's it's tough for someone who would be associated with something like this to be like, no, why would I want to help them? I can't imagine yeah. that being the response anywhere. I imagine maybe talking to other members in the community, maybe being shy or uncomfortable opening up, but I have to imagine the pros are are more than willing to, to you know, help out. Yeah. I can't off the top of my head. The only real rejection, there's a gal on Instagram. I follow her account and it's funny and I reached out to her and said, you know, I like interviewing families that are going through this because obviously my voice is just one and I'd love to talk to you and your family about your dad. And she basically said she didn't think she could do that. So fine. That was the about the only no I've really gotten. Okay. All right. So what are some of the things, you know, obviously you're sharing what you've learned, what you've experienced, you know, the pitfalls that you've had, but what are some of the things that you learned along the way that you probably never would have discovered had you not been doing this project? There are so many resources just through the Alzheimer's Association. It is amazing. 
And I really wish I had known about these, you know, five, 10 years ago, mm -hmm. because there's like, for people in the early stages, there's actually a peer-to-peer -peer support group. So if you've been recently diagnosed with Alzheimer's or some other cognitive impairment, through the Alzheimer's Association, you can be paired up with somebody like you and basically have one-on-one -on -one phone call supporting each other. I'm like, wow, that might have helped my mom not hide what was going on. And for the people listening to your podcast, my mom is the third generation on my maternal side of the family with cognitive failure at the end of their life. So I understood why she pretended it wasn't happening, but that doesn't help. And maybe if she had talked to somebody else in the early stages, it might have helped her. There's another program they have called Alzheimer's Direct that physicians are supposed to help funnel you into when you're diagnosed so that you are aware of these services. I mean, there's just, there's just a vast amount of people out there and they're not getting contacted until it's later on or somebody like me contacts them. And that's what I really wish I had known early on. I don't even know why I didn't think about Googling the word Alzheimer's and finding the Alzheimer's association It just, you know, you, you Google certain things and you either do or do not get the answer you need. And now I have this vast network of people I can talk to and, it's just, there's such a benefit. I'm always promoting the Alzheimer's Association's website. It's super easy to remember. It's alz.org. And like I said, I really wish I had known about them 10, 12 years ago. My mom's been on this journey for about 18 years. So the sooner I had known about some of this stuff, the better. Now, with what you're learning from alz.org, with the research that you get from them, have you thought about reaching out with them in any way and partnering to help? spread the word through this podcast or I don't want to say get a sponsorship, but just get some support so that you could, you know, get the message even further out there. I have, and I've talked to some of them and I am running into that. They're not a corporation, so to speak, but then I'm running up against the, Boards. they have a specific message mm. and they don't want to endorse somebody else kind okay. of thing. Not, and I've even, told their the local chapters digital marketing person you know i referred to my mom as a patient of with alzheimer's well their theory is people in hospitals are patients people technically my mom is living with alzheimer's okay well you want to get technical on how i refer to her fine i'll change it i didn't like the word patient so i'm pretty easy to change you know i've i haven't had any success with that yet but i'm i'm going to chip away at that my plan is to do more volunteering and advocacy with them starting in 2019. Right now, my husband and I are, he's running for city council of our local city and I have zero free time. So <laughs> I have done a little bit with a local, the, she's the legislative ambassador for one of our local representatives. And I've done a little bit of stuff with her. I also interviewed her on the importance of advocating and telling your story so that our legislators understand what a health and economic crisis this is, is now, and it's only getting worse. So that's kind of my goal. I thought, okay, well, if I can't, if I can't knock on the front door, I'll just go in through the back. 
Got it. No, that makes a lot of sense. So I'm curious also, by the way, have you played the podcast for your mom? I haven't. I've thought about it. I don't know which episode I'd play for her. Maybe the next time we're in the car, I'll put it on and see what, see if it sparks anything. That's an interesting idea. I assume she knows you're doing it, though. Like, I assume you've told her that you, you tell her whether or not from time to time she'll remember that, uh, understandably. But, uh, you know, I assume you've discussed that you're sharing your, your feelings about all this, right? A little bit. But like I said, she doesn't remember. Her right. short-term memory is, at best, two minutes and her long-term memory is more go than come. You know, people say it comes and goes. Hers is more go. Understood. So what are some of the lessons that you've learned about doing a cause cast? You know, obviously, you did not create podcasts prior to this. You learned how to do this from the start. But doing this, you know, creating this product, creating some this resource for others in the community, what have you learned about producing a podcast for a cause that would be beneficial to other folks out there that are thinking about, you know, having this sort of same media out there for their cause. So what have I learned about producing a podcast? And it doesn't even have to be about the actual art of producing a podcast. Like, you don't, you know, not what Mike or things like that, but like, what have you learned about creating and, and just having this product out there? What I've learned about producing a podcast, one, they're a lot of fun. They're you know, you'd think I work from home as the photographer. My studio is attached to my house and I have a whole outside area. So I'm home alone with the dogs a lot. And I thought, yeah, man, this might be kind of lonely, but it's fun. And when you get people talking about something they're passionate about, they're enjoying it. It's, I'm quite surprised how much fun it actually is. My husband and I, my husband's a realtor. We did a three episode series on what to do with the family home, starting with, you know, decluttering and doing safety type changes. And the second episode was more on actual physical structural type changes, because as we know, most of our loved ones would like to stay home as long as possible. And when you start looking around, that's not always an easy thing to do because homes are not built for people with, physical disabilities or cognitive problems. And so knowing what I know, I, we did that. That was two episodes. And the third one was, he was with me. We talked about what to do with the family home, either after your loved one has to move into assisted living or if they pass away, because when my father died and we were debating on what to do with my mom, we just assumed we'd sell her house and he does property management. So the fact that that was his default thought is kind of interesting. And a CPA friend of ours said, well, tell me about your in-law's house. It's been paid for, let's see, they've had it for 48 years, a little over 48 years. So it's been paid for for most of the time she's had this disease. And he said, you guys need to rent it out because you don't know how long she'll live because like I said, she's 75. Her mom lived to 91. I have a paternal grandmother that's a hundred and a half today. So we have a little longevity in our family. Wow. So preserving yeah. her money was definitely a motive and we've rented out the house and that's gone fine. And it's just, he had so much fun. It's like, everybody says how much fun they have. So that's, I'm hopefully 
producing and sharing really useful and helpful information and people are having fun. So I hope that makes it enjoyable to listen to. I try to keep the episodes positive, which sometimes can be a challenge since I'm on this journey with my mom. And there are a lot of times when there's not a lot of positive. I try to keep it uplifting because I know I wouldn't want to listen to somebody grump about, well, mom asked me the same question 20 times in 10 minutes. All right. Yeah, it's clearly a very difficult and stressful situation to be a caregiver for someone who is going through Alzheimer's. I wonder, too, you you also mentioned that, you know, because this was in your family history and, you know, you think your mom might have had it earlier and didn't want to say anything. And it seems like part of your cause is not just to help those who know that someone in their family has Alzheimer's, but potentially to help those who might not recognize the early signs of Alzheimer's and see if maybe they can get to it a little bit earlier, start taking certain steps a little bit earlier. How do you attract people to listen to the show if they don't know that they need to listen? Well, all of my social media accounts, I post the the infographics, you know, the, the photograph with the text on top mm-hmm. of the 10 warning signs of Alzheimer's. And I I generally try to make it a little bit funny. Like one of them, the third warning sign is an inability to complete familiar tasks. And the picture behind it is one of my golden retrievers laying on his back with his paw over his face. And he just looks frustrated. He was actually asleep. <laughs> and the latest round of of running through those is I I'd make like a funny question and I can't off the top of my head, I can't remember which, like what I've said, but it'll be like, I just can't do this today. Could it be Alzheimer's? And then I describe what is actually something you should worry about. And I've done a couple episodes on, it's basically, I did one on exercise and how that helps your brain and one on nutrition, which unfortunately there is no cure, but there are lifestyle changes that people think help a lot. I've actually just recorded a second one on exercise. There's been so much research on that that it's overwhelming. So I, I had a gentleman that reached out to me and wanted to do another episode on exercise. So I said, heck yeah. So I try to make it, like I said, I try to keep it positive and light and humorous because it's a really dark and painful subject and journey to be on. And my whole attitude is if I make it funny and get their attention, then maybe they'll listen. Well, and it seems I listened to a, a little bit of a few episodes before we got on our call today, and I, I think you accomplished that very well. I, I didn't feel that the tone was depressing or sad. I, I felt that you were very positive about it and encouraging, and I think it's creating a great environment of support for those who are a caregiver for somebody with Alzheimer's or someone who might be going through some of those early stages. So I think what you're trying to do is fantastic. I think the fact that you basically saw a a need that was out there that you wanted to fill and just went ahead and filled it yourself is just admirable. And i very impressed with the work that you're doing so far. And I, I think it's a fantastic show. And, and I hope more people who need something like this, who need not just the information, not just the education, but who need that feeling of support. Like there's someone out there with me. There's a, you know, somebody who is part of my community will find it and will, you know, become a, not just a subscriber, but a member of your community. 
That's been part of my goal. I'd like to build a community. I'm just not quite sure where and how I want to do that yet. So that might be something to worry about as I approach the one year anniversary of the show. And, you know, that's one of the other things that I hope we can do here with Causecast is is not just showcase and highlight shows like yours, but hopefully we can build a community of of folks like you, content producers like you. And, you know, there are other Causecasters who are doing exactly what you're doing. And maybe we can get you the cause casters themselves to help each other out. So whereas you might have a strength doing one thing, this person might have a strength of building a community and we can share resources and information and, and help each other with our projects and, and with our different goals and raising awareness for things that, you know, everybody finds important. Yeah, that would be great. I actually had someone suggest to me that I broaden the scope a little bit to caregivers dealing with somebody with Alzheimer's is slightly similar to dealing with someone with autism. I mean, they're not the same and I'm not suggesting they're the same, but you still have somebody that whose brain is different, doesn't work like the quote average person. And so I'm in the back of my mind thinking about episodes that might translate a little bit broader, but right now I'm mostly focused on Alzheimer's because that's my passion and that's my knowledge. I don't have any any other caregiving experience other than dealing with my mom and raising my own kids. So, well, and you know what? I think it's important to one focus on what you know and to not try to be everything for everybody. You know, it's okay to be in a specific niche so that when people are looking for the con, the, when somebody's looking for this kind of help, like yourself, like if somebody's looking for a support community for Alzheimer's, they should find you. And I think we can you know, absolutely keep the focus on just what you're doing and be very successful. And, and I'm sure there's either others that are already doing it for the autism community or somebody else hearing you, who's going to be inspired to take that leap for them. But I always say you do you and, you know, stay focused on the place that you are most passionate about. And because if, if you're not genuinely passionate and interested and have a stake in it, then it probably won't be as successful if you're just trying to do it for everybody. So that's probably true. I respectfully disagree with your friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was like, I got their point. They thought it might be a way of growing the audience faster and wider. But if it's not the right tone, you know, like you said, if you don't, if I'm not knowledgeable enough about it or it's too broad, then people who need like me who want the Alzheimer's help might be turned off and, so yeah, they I, just threw that out as a suggestion. And I do keep suggestions in the back of my brain in case you run across something where, hey, this might appeal to a little bit broader audience, but I haven't run across that yet. Well, I think, again, what you are doing is fantastic. I think the show is great. I am in awe that you have put together such a, a great quality project, having never produced a podcast before and basically taking this all on your own to do it. The show is called fading memories you can find out more about it at fadingmemoriespodcast.com and as part of our campaign here at causecast to not only raise awareness but to support a cause that is so important to our guest here jennifer fink we're going to set up a donation page to benefit the alzheimer's association so you'll be able to find a link to that as well as a link to the podcast and to connect with jennifer so you can if you need to be a part of her community or if you want to be part of her community or if you want to help her build that community, uh, you can connect with her and do just that. We have had the pleasure of speaking with Jennifer Fink, host of 
Fading Memories podcast. Jennifer, thank you so much for joining us here on CauseCast today. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of CauseCast. Again, if you've been inspired by the work of our guest, please check out the show notes in your podcast app or head to causecast.org. There you will find links to the work of our guest and a special donation link set up to support their favorite cause. All the proceeds are going directly to that cause minus any administration fee on the platform that they set up. None of the money is coming here to the CauseCast production. Also, while you're at CauseCast.org, make sure you follow and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you enjoy your podcast show. And follow us on social media as we'll try to provide updates with what's going on with our guests and some other folks who will be featuring on the show and any other efforts that we have to support the community of cause casters that are out there now there's also going to be a special facebook group dedicated to cause casters so if you already have a podcast for a cause or you're thinking about launching one join the group it'll be dedicated to providing resources and answering questions specifically for cause casters hopefully we can do things like arrange some special non-profit pricing of various podcast services to help you with your venture and you know keep you under budget because we know a lot of people doing Causecasts are not going to be reaping in the, the money, so we want to see what we can do to help you produce a high-quality product, get your story out there, get people inspired, and not break the bank. Lastly, if you are a Causecaster and want to join me here on the show for an interview, please head to Causecast.org and fill out the interview request form. We'll take a quick look at it, and if approved, we'll schedule you for chat and show the amazing work you're doing with Causecast, raise some awareness for what you're doing, and ideally raise some money as well. Thank you so much again for staying with me and we will see you next time on Causecasts. Casts.